okie dokie loyal listeners, loyal Horntodians. Uh, let's go jump on to the third segment for Season 7, Episode 4's um, theme of Death and Changes with uh, Collapsing Narratives. Uh, this segment explores the downfall of independent news media that tried to script its own narratives on topics they wanted the public to acknowledge. And before I continue, I just want to say that um, I saw this video on uh, uh, social media, I'll say, because I don't remember if it was YouTube or Facebook, but this guy goes, you know what woke is, right? And he was like a chubby white man and uh, older white man. And he goes, woke stands for willingly overlooking known evil. And I was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. So uh, so let me start off by saying um, this is pretty much the uh, collapsing narratives. Pretty much has to deal with the what people call the leftist media. But it's the journalists. So basically, it's the leftist media journalism. And um, on that note, uh, well, I'll get back to that. But with the leftist, need, leftist media ecosystem, there was this um, lady. Her name is Taylor Lorenz. And she did a video that went viral. Um, it was on TikTok or whatever. And she was uh, a tech correspondent for the Washington Post. And she was starting to freak out. She's saying that um, this um, independent or mainstream, ah, I guess, media journalist, young liberal millennial journalist. There we go. It's kind of a, a tricky a wordplay. But anyway, she's talking about how they're all getting laid off. They're losing their jobs. And, and then... Um, the like I said, she's a tech correspondent, so she's like, I don't know why this is going on. It's like, well, aren't you a tech correspondent? Aren't you supposed to look at the stats and all that shit? You know, isn't that your job? <laughs> but anyways, um, she was saying that she started as a blogger, so she didn't really take the traditional route of becoming a journalist, you know, going to college and learning all that shit. So instead, she started off as a blogger. Then she said she went to legacy journalism so the the thing about this legacy journalism is it mostly pertains to millennium millennial um, journalists and a lot of these millennial journalists are young liberals or young democrats i guess you could say and um and pretty much she was saying like the newspapers you know are pretty much gutted. Nobody's really using them anymore. Um, and the radio stations is probably like if you go to that NPR, those are like the only stations that do news. Uh, radio is a dead format for news. And, you know, and then she was saying, what she was also saying was she goes, Oh, as a, as a journalist, um, we don't, we don't make that much money to begin with. And I'm like, well, shit, here you are saying, talking about Washington Post and tech correspondence, and yet you're saying that you don't, um, you guys don't get paid much? You know, that's kind of, that's kind of like on her, I guess. But anyways, um, so 
that um, they don't make that much money. And there's a lot of uh, media journalists that are getting laid off, not just the independent millennial liberal people, but like other big publications, mainstream journalists, mainstream publication journalists. Uh, and then some of the, those, uh, I can't remember the, the names that was mentioned or the, the magazines like Vogue or GQ or some shit like that. There are, there's a journalist strike. They're, they're doing a strike for, for upcoming layoffs that these big publications are going to do for their, their staff there. And excuse me. And the young liberal millennial journalists, they destroyed this whole ecosystem that they're talking about. They destroyed it from the inside out with uh, their little cultural cliques, you know, by by rewriting stories, by rewriting history, by forcing narratives instead of doing proper neutral journalism, instead of uh, reporting on facts and telling the story. So they were all under that woke mind virus and fake news virus, I guess. But for the most part, you know, anything that had to deal with Donald Trump or Republicans or conservatives, that's where these assholes, that's where they, you know, mess with everything. They, they switched it all around. Now they're like, oh, nobody's listening to our stories or writing our stories, hearing our, hearing our stories anymore, reading it, all that shit. And it's like, well, you did it to yourselves, man, because, you know, you're just basically dishonest, you know. And that's where, I don't know, if, if you want to feel sorry for them, that's just really on you. Because uh, people started, like, the reason why that um, these millennial liberal journalists are losing their job, getting laid off, they got no, no support, is because people, like, the public they, they tried to convince those people uh, started doing their own research and report on the news like on YouTube and other media outlets, I guess you could say. And uh, they, they reported on the news and reported on facts with very little resources. Uh, and it's called uh, a free market. So like what I'm doing, podcasting, uh, I think is a free market. I would say it's a free market. I do somewhat uh, the research, but like I said, I, where I get stopped at is where I have shitty Wi-Fi, so I can only do so much. So I try not to really get too in-depth with some of the facts that I don't know about, but I just say, well, this is my point of view because due to lack of Wi-Fi and internet, I can't really, you know, I can't really explain it. I can only speculate on certain aspects that I think from my point of view uh, inside the Hogan and anyways so that's what I was talking about the podcast and not only that but it's uh, the free market is a competition it's a competition within itself and it's a competition against these journalists the ones that are all you know millennial liberal or whatever they're whatever message and narratives and whatever they're trying to push for and doing journalism, uh, these regular people, they're, they're just doing regular journalism in authentic fashion. And they're pretty much the, the little guys that you would see their channels on YouTube uh, because they got fed up with, you know, all the nonsense online and they started to speak about it. So 
they're the new wave, you know, they're the ones taking over. They're the ones that have ruined, not ruined, but they're the ones that are, you know, making sure that these stories that get spun out of control are no longer, you know, the main narrative, I guess you could say. And um, <clears throat> these guys don't um, have writers, producers, sponsor, yeah, sponsorship deals, uh, big networks and production staff because they are willing to tell the truth. Like me, you know, I, I don't know, it, me trying to do a podcast, if I had writers writing my materials, if I had a producer telling me what to do, what to say, and if I had sponsorship deals, I would re probably really have to cut down a lot on what I say that some may find offensive. And I'm like, you know, I would be like, hey, man, that's uh, freedom of speech. I'm a veteran. You know, they'd be like, well, that may be the case. But the sponsor says if you say any of this about that or anything else about this or that, whatever, then they're not going to sponsor you. You're going to lose sponsors. You can lose money and all that shit. So and then um. And then I don't have any big networks I'm working with, and uh, I don't have a production staff, production staff, because, you know, I, all I'm just doing is just sitting inside the Hogan and just keeping it real, basically, keeping it real about what's going on on the Riz. And um, millennial journalists are confused about why everything they've built is falling apart. And the reason why it's all falling apart, just lies, basically, you know. There are a lot of, um, like when all this was starting, the whole Donald Trump era, I'll say. That's where, you know, I in the beginning, I really didn't care. Uh, I was just like, all right, fine, whatever. It's just a real political thing. But as time has gone on, I was like, wait a minute. You know, just kind of listening to what these journalists were saying uh, negatively about Donald Trump. And then I was like, then I would, you know, listen to watch his video and hear what he says. And there would be like other, um, not correspondence, but there would be other uh, content makers that would clarify. And I would be like, oh, oh, shit, that's what he's talking about. Oh, OK. And, you know, it just didn't it didn't match up. So uh, so then another thing about um, these uh, millennial journalists is they're selling their souls to make money. So if all that, if, so they're trying to wonder why everything's falling apart. Well, because they're selling souls to make money uh, versus, you know, just like whatever, whatever the average um, content creator that's not a woke person is doing is, um, you know, just doing the doing okay, you know, not trying to get all that big money. And then they're just meeting their own personal responsibilities in their daily lives. They're not trying to, trying to, you know, send a message or do the uh, whole wokeness thing. And um, then they're also just, um, you know, taking care of responsibilities while keeping their dignity intact. And so that's what kind of makes them more authentic. That's why I'll, you know, like I named off a few of them in season, I mean season, episode one of this season, it was, um, you know, like the liberal hive mind, uh, black conservative perspective, uh, a dog, um, what was the other dude? Salty cracker. Um, you know, um, what was the other guy's name? Uh, officer Tatum. And anyways, so those were like the ones that I was, uh, you know, just kind of 
not supporting, but I'd watch their content, you know. And then, because um, they keep their dignity intact, basically. And then, uh, you know, with the, this whole millennial journalist thing, ecosystem collapsing on itself, the, you know, it's um, really comes down to Bidenomics, I guess, because, you know, it's a reality check for for the, for the uh, millennial journalists because they've been going on about how great the markets are and uh, they're going on about the, um, you know, just how great Joe Biden is. But now they are the ones that are out of a job because the ad dollars and the traffic content to their, you know, media outlet source has completely dried out. So, you know, that's, you know, basically they shot themselves in the foot by really running with all this narrative, you know, wokeness that just kind of uh, imploded, I guess. <laughs> and then um, then on that note, um, you know, that lady, Corrine Jean-Pierre, some people call her cringe, but she's currently the White House, um, what was that, uh, press secretary She's been called out for doing all kinds of um, fucking lies, just lies upon lies upon lies. And, you know, but she still gets paid. And um, so I guess it's all right for her. But anyway, she got busted, uh, not busted, but she was mentioned in like some type of uh, congressional hearing or some shit. I don't know exactly what, how that all works out. But this lady was talking about how, Corrine Jean-Pierre just deceives the American public and her salary should be dropped to a dollar, you know. And um, and then on that note also um, is Jon Stewart returning back to The Daily Show. The Daily Show, when I first started watching it, I didn't really know if it, what it was all about. All I knew was political, but when I did watch it when Jon Stewart was hosting, he made really great jokes that I could finally understand what it was he was talking about. Now, I might have been seeing it from a liberal perspective or democratic perspective, but at least I understood, you know. That's why, you know, I got a lot of, res- a lot of respect for that dude. Trevor Noah is just a punk, man. He just he just tried to he just got too the way I saw it, you know, he just got too big for his britches, always preaching to people about their masks and vaccines and all that shit. And then um but I saw this other video where Trevor Noah turned on the narrative of what they were trying to push. And then he was saying some negative things about Joe Biden. So I think that's the real reason why they let him go. Cause they found out he was not only woke, but he was becoming more awake, but at the same time, he was kind of a, a annoying piece of shit. So with that being said, um, I feel better now. I got that out of my system. Let's go ahead and jump on to the fourth segment of tonight. And this one will be Celebrity Skin Suits. Stand by. <laughs> 